Hello, and welcome to Corbett's Comments. God's Word is a lamp to our feet and a light to our path. I'm Otis Corbett, and I invite you to explore a portion of the Bible with me today. Today I want to share a word about the prodigal family as I comment on Luke 15, verses 11 through 32. Let's begin by reading verses 11 through 19. Then he, Jesus is speaking, then he said, A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father, give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. And not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land, and he began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country, and he sent him into his fields to feed swine. And he would have gladly filled his stomach with the pods that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. But when he came to himself, he said, How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough to spare, and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. Today I want to begin a series of devotionals about the prodigals of the Bible. Now the word prodigal has become to mean wayward, or one who is lost and who has now been found. And this, of course, comes from our passage for today. But in truth, the word prodigal comes from the word prodigious, and it means abundant or profuse or lavish. In fact, our scriptures for today discuss a family, and the word prodigal or prodigious could be used to describe each member of this family and their situation and their reactions to that situation. We'll begin, as we said, in verses 11 through 19 with the prodigal son. Now, what we can see from the prodigal son was that he had a prodigious need. Why do people act the way they do? Well, they act out of a need in their lives. When there is an ache in their heart, it's like a hunger that must be satisfied. Now, what kinds of needs do people have? Well, they have many different kinds of needs, from self-esteem to love and acceptance, and also including fulfillment and the need to be productive. Most of all, people have a need that they often do not recognize. Everyone has a God-shaped hole in their hearts that only He can fill. Sadly, many people try to fill that hole with other things, and this is the situation of the prodigal. The prodigal son was not only prodigious in need, he was also prodigious in the wrong responses to his needs. Look at all the things he tried. Riches. Greed. Travel. Freedom from family, wild, riotous living. <laughs> so what was the result? Well, he wound up broken, hungry, and feeding pigs. 
Now, anyone knowing anything about the Old Testament and Judaism would know how horrifying that result was to a member of the Jewish faith and the children of Israel. The prodigal son reminds me of the song that said that people often look for love in all the wrong places. And that's what he did as well. Now, fortunately, the son, uh, the prodigal son has a story with a happy ending. Not only was he prodigious in need and prodigious in making bad decisions, but in the end, he was prodigious in the ultimate wisdom that he exercised. He saw clearly that his response to his need was sinful. Now, let me be clear. The sin was not in the need, but the sin was in the inappropriate response to the need. His answer to the need was found in his ultimate response, which was to confess his sin and return home to confess that sin to his father. The prodigal son's sin, the prodigious sin that he committed, broke him, and he was returning to where he could find love, prodigious love. Because next in the story, we see the prodigal father, as we read verses 20 through 24. And he arose and came to his father. But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and in your sight and am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Bring out the best robe and put it on him, and put a ring on his hand and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it, and let us eat and be merry. For this son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. And they began to be merry. Although this son was prodigious in his rebellion, the prodigal father was prodigious in his loyalty to his son. It did not matter what the son did, he still claimed him. Now he allowed his son to make his own decisions, but he was always ready to receive him back when he repented of his prodigious mistakes. Please note that the father did not help the son continue his destructive ways but he was willing to help him find new and less destructive responses when the son came to his senses. When the son repented, we find that his father was prodigious in acceptance. He hugged and kissed him, even though he probably still smelled like pigs. He gave him a robe of honor and a calf fattened on wheat. He gave him a welcome home party and let the whole world know that his son was back home. And he did not hold his son's mistakes over his head. In his actions, we see that the father was prodigious in forgiveness. He didn't make the son a servant, but instead he recognized his son as what he was, his son. What we see here is an example of God's love in our own lives. After we repent of our sin, but while we still stink of it, our God receives us into his family. As Paul told the Romans in one of my favorite verses in the New Testament, while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. How prodigious is the love of God? Finally, today we see the prodigal brother as the scriptures describe him in verses 25 through 32. 
Now his older son was in the field. And as he came and drew near to the house, he heard music and dancing. So he called one of the servants and asked what these things meant. And he said to him, Your brother has come, and because he has received him safe and sound, your father has killed the fatted calf. But he was angry and would not go in. Therefore his father came out and pleaded with him. And so he answered and said to his father, Lo, these many years I have been serving you. I have never transgressed your commandment at any time. And yet now you, uh, and yet you never gave me a young goat that I might make merry with my friends. But as soon as this son of yours came, who has devoured your livelihood with harlots, you killed the fatted calf for him. And he said to him, Son, you are always with me, and all that I have is yours. It is right that we should make merry and be glad, for your brother was dead and is alive again, and was lost and is found. The prodigal brother was prodigious in his lack of understanding. He probably said to himself something like, If I can handle this life, why can't my brother handle this life? He didn't understand his brother's needs, nor did he understand his father's love. And his lack of understanding resulted in him being prodigious in resentment. He asked, What about me? His pride in his own work for his father overcame any love he had for his brother. In fact, he didn't even call him his brother. He said, this son of yours, not my brother, but this son of yours. And it was clear that he was prodigious in caring only for himself. Yes, the prodigal son or brother was prodigious in his resentment and in its arrogance. And for this, he was rebuked kindly by his father. He was like that person I recently spoke about who believed that no one ever could really change themselves. And they were half right. We can't do it ourselves, but when we repent and turn to God, our lives can be transformed. In conclusion today, I hope what we see here is our prodigal God. Remember, the word prodigal means extravagant or lavish. And so when I mention our prodigal God, I'm referring to his prodigious love for us and his care for us. Now, we're obviously the prodigal son. We have great needs and we often look for them in the wrong places. And we can only find that help we need in our prodigal God. God is the prodigal father. He sees our needs. He respects our freedom. He won't help us sin, but he will accept us and forgive us when we return to him. And when we do, a majestic feast awaits. So who do you see yourself as in the story of this prodigal family? Are you the prodigal son? Are you the prodigal father? Are you the prodigal brother? How we react to the situations in our lives depends on what part we play in that family affair. I hope that we are prodigious in our love, prodigious in our loyalty, and prodigious in our trust and faith in our God who loves us prodigiously. Thanks for visiting with me today. I'll be back soon with another word from the Bible that we can share together. Every blessing, I'm Dr. Otis Corbett.